winging it in three, two. Welcome back to the land of 10,000 lakes. People are going to be happy that we're getting them this episode. Let's face it. Do men ever mature past 12? No. Did you set me up there? Yes. Okay. That was actually really good. I have less ex-girlfriends on the gully chain. We end up at Mike Tyson's house. No lie. Jacob just got up out of his chair and grabbed a to-go box filled. I mean filled with chocolate cake. <laughs> you just came out of nowhere with the box of chocolate cake. Is this where Isaiah finally talks? Hello, everybody. My name is Isaiah Moingen, and you just tuned in to the Listen Local podcast. You bet your boots. We are sponsored by the wonderful Pequot Lakes and Gull Lake Sanitation. It is Halloween. It is Kirktober. It Whoa. is all of the things that we are loving, and snow is on the ground. I'm just, there's so much to talk about. Welcome. I thought we were going to start happy. Why'd you start sad with Kirktober? Because mm. we won. Because yeah. we won. We beat the pack. You did beat the pack. We uh, did. We did. We can talk about that later. Would you rather have lost and still had a quarterback? Good point. It's a great question. But speaking of that, we have breaking news on the Vikings today. What's that? They have their new quarterback. Yeah, we do. I did not see that one yep. coming. Yeah, I didn't either because I don't really think he's going to help at all. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you suck, so that's yeah. Good. Rest um, in peace to Kirk Cousins on the Vikings because that was probably the last snap we've ever seen him take. Also, rest in peace to your fantasy team. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I got chopped last night. Yep. 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 So, yep. That'll happen. Yep. All right. Enough football talk on this. Well, enough NFL talk, I think. Absolutely. But also, which we're going to get to, I think, in a little while here, both of the football, local football teams we've been talking about all year have just advanced in there. Scott Lakes Patriots beat two harbors in overtime. That was an exciting. I, I wish I would have been there, but I listened to it on the radio, and it was... Uh, Nailbiter? Frustrating and exciting at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm. Kind of shot ourselves in the foot about six times, but uh, hey, came out on top. So. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brainerd beat Moorhead. Um, handily handily yeah i mean sounded like fairly easily mm -hmm. um and they will play alex and the good old patriots will play esco 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 which hopefully esco. we might have a, a surprise guest later to call in from esco but we'll get to that later isaiah how was lambo it was phenomenal it That's was it was it was wonderful we um got invited to um a packer house to get to tailgate before the game sounds terrible I thought yeah. it would be. I really thought it would be. But it was actually probably a 50-50 ratio of Vikings fans and Packers fans. Uh, so hung out in the backyard, and they brought in, like, a live musician, and we uh, hung out, taco bar. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. It was a – what do they kept, keep saying? It's a two-beer walk from the stadium. So it was close. There you go. You know, that does <laughs> but sound fun. But it doesn't really count because I got kept getting handed beers as I was walking closer to the stadium. So we were, like, in line to get – to go through the security and – now you know. Standing next to the dumpster that was green, which was stupid. I told them they should have had a. <laughs> they were doing uh, it. Right. Yeah, they were, <laughs> it was bad. I should have marker. Just wrote, you're doing this wrong. Yep, it's got to be red or black. Isaiah, while you were um, in Green Bay, Colton and I kept it local this past weekend um, because there was Halloween parties around here as well. And um, Colton, how was like the walk around people with the kids? You do that this weekend? Um, my wife said it was great. Okay, it was very <laughs> cold. It uh, was so cold. Said, but, yeah. Uh, one of my three children needed to stay home during that event. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, 
Oh. She, she was having a day. They were, um, so I yeah. stayed home with her and I nice. brought the other two and, and they had fun, but it was, it was cold. So yeah. What'd you dress up as? Uh, I was a stay at home dad for the day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, good. Jacob, how about you? What was your costume? Uh, well, funny story. He went uh, different. I went a, a much route. different direction. Different I, uh, I did. ended up at Zorba's until bar closed on Saturday <laughs> night. So, uh, there's that. I, so I'm you, uh, pretty sure I had a costume. I'm not positive. Mm -hmm. um, I made it home safe. So I hey, had a ride good. home. I had a ride home. Of course. Of so, course. Um, yeah, I did the old costume contest places. Um, and then we saw our buddy Kyle. You didn't he, win any of those costume, <clears throat> costume contests? No, I, I did have a costume. It was Ted. Ted the Bear. Thunder oh. Buddies. Okay. Yeah. I kind of wish I would have saw that now. Yep. Um, but um, <laughs> Kyle, our... Kyle Narverson, who works at Woods to Water, I saw him at the old uh, Zorba's as well, and he had a sheet over him, like the good old and two. Like it's a classic. That is a classic. Yeah. I didn't think of a costume. Let's just cut the sheet up. Yeah. And then he's, I'm like, who's like tugging on me? And he goes, Jacob, it's me, Kyle. And then like back down and he walks away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, the BLA definitely has a lot of places that you could have enjoyed. Um, and each year they do costume contests. Um, Haunted hay rides. I know the Zimmerman farm had the haunted barn. So a lot of fun stuff. But Isaiah. So the coldest Halloween in like four or five years. Really? Yeah. It was chilly. Kind of uh, putting mm. a damper on a lot of the festivities. But yeah, that always happens. Yeah. It's more or less like it's not that cold. It's just we're not used to it. I know. It's always the it's, first week of it's cold always weather. It feels week. like you're mm -hmm. you know, 50 below. But Yep. I hear you. Give us two weeks and. We'll be yeah, fine. This will be great. We'll be happy that's 40 degrees yeah. when we're sitting in the deer stand on Saturday. Yep. Yep. Really happy. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, I know um, I, know I think we should get to our first guest. Speaking I think of we Brainerd. Um, so, yeah, we have lots of things to talk about today. We're going to get into some hunting. We're going to get into a little more sports. But um, more importantly, we have a guest in studio today. Amy Gray uh, is the executive director of the Kinship Partners. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, this isn't the first of her family on this podcast either. Oh, he's, he just started right off. I did, it. yeah. So, how? I don't think she came in studio though. She oh, she did, she did, she did. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Colton so, was gone, and she gave Jacob a lot of crap. And she it was she best. sure did. Yeah. Oh, uh, sounds like she filled my seat very well. Yeah, she did. Yes. <laughs> um, she's your sister, correct? Jessica is. Yes, she is my sister, and okay. I feel like you know. She's the younger sister, and I feel like I get her sloppy seconds a lot. See, so I was just going to say, that work? Isaiah, this is on him because <laughs> he, Man, he got both you guys is on. really tough. It's really tough. <laughs> it's really tough. So glad. So happy for what you do with the Kinship Partners. <laughs> no, we're just going to move on. Like, <laughs> no, I will say my sister does a fantastic job. She's a director of the Brainerd Public Schools Foundation. She does an incredible job, and I'm happy to have her as a sister in arms, so to speak, in the nonprofit world. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. So what are you better at than she is? <laughs> uh, she would disagree with this, I think, but I think I'm better at baking cakes. Oh, we both love to bake, and I will really? say I think my cakes top hers. Well, how, you how, know. Yeah, how would you say you are at baking uh, apple pies? Um, amazing. Okay. Really? Wow. I have the best recipe for apple pie, mm. and it's incredible. Yeah. So it's funny you say we that. happened to judge a apple pie baking competition at oh, really? uh, Babinski's. Is that two weeks ago? Yep. Yep. Oh. The big fall fest out there. There was 10 and of there them. There was a winner. Did you did you submit your I pie? I did not even know that was a thing. Yeah. Okay. So you could still actually be the best apple yeah. pie so yeah. next in the Lakes area. I can claim it no matter yep. what. I mean, how is anyone really going to prove it? It's pretty subjective. Well, we I mean, we, we, did, we, were, we were the ones that pro proved it. 
Well, were, but that's your subjective opinion. Somebody um, else might prefer a different type of apple there pie. There were three or four other judges, and they agreed with us. Mm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, I will say that to me, the trick is you use a, a mixture of sweet and sour apples. So I use like half of the grainy <gasps> Smith and half of like the huh? whatever the non-sweet or sour ones are, yep. the tart ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. I, I don't, yeah, I don't hate that. I, yeah. waited, I waited my judging heavily on the crust. Yeah. The crust is incredibly important. And when people buy store-bought crusts, like a part of me just dies on the inside Ooh, because it's yeah. just, it's not that hard to make a good crust. I take that back. It's not that hard to make crust, but knowing the tricks to make a good crust is... Is the key well, right there. There's a trick to it. I, I think we can tell you that it is possible to make a bad crust. Yeah, we oh, found that out. Yep. It yeah. is incredibly mm-hmm. possible, and I've tasted many of them. There was at least three on there that were just absolutely horrendous. One that just, no pun intended, um, took the cake. Wait. That's not the, that's not the pun. <laughs> that would be the opposite. <laughs> yep. Anyway, one that was really, really bad. So uh, we will tell you if it's bad or good. So if you ever want to bring a pie. Yeah, and, you, and it doesn't have to be a sanctioned like contest. You can just bring us a pie and we'll yeah. tell you. We'll tell you if it's a Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So every Thanksgiving, you know, we asked, get asked to make things. And so I'll bring like an apple pie and never, and then I'll go to Jessica's if she hosts, she ends up making like three kinds of pies. And then nobody eats mm. the apple pie except for my husband who I, I think feels slightly obligated because I made it. And then also sure. he loves apple pie. So okay. we end up taking a ton of it home. <laughs> so if that this year we're going to my in-laws and they love my apple pie and it, the it french, sounds like and she's the making those pies so people don't realize how good your pie is like she just doesn't want the you know what, colton know. i think you're onto something i really am <laughs> yeah. I, I really do mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i'm gonna share that with her you should <laughs> well i like pie well i've lear- come to like pie i really never did like pie but i've come to like pie a Jacob's little bit the picky eater of the group um, um you did eat something different today for lunch i did it was called the birds bird is the word or something bird is the word from, from main, main street, street. It was like their turkey melt with, it's like a Thanksgiving on a bun. Thank you. And it was was amazing. And I'm Mm -hmm. surprised Jacob ate it. I mean, he ate half, but he still ate it. I did. I got, I asked for half the things that come on it off. But Mm. um, from what I hear, Amy, my friends, Chris and Mike at Main Street, were once in a wing competition. Does she have something to do with this? (laughs) Uh, For Taste of the Lakes? We haven't even gotten there yet. And he's throwing it out there. I'm not even sure how to respond to that. (laughs) Chris was, yes, Chris and Mike are regular competitors at Taste of the Lakes, and they do a fantastic job. And, yes, it was, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure how to, I'm not sure can how you to just, Can you just do an unbiased explanation of what he's talking about? So last year at Taste of the Lakes, every year, so it's a chef competition, and this is coming up next Friday, November 10th. Tickets are still available, but it's a chef competition. So every year we have, you know, a multitude of chefs so i think last year we had 13 or 14 that came in and then they can choose whether they're going to provide a starter it could be a soup salad or appetizer an entree or a dessert and last year for whatever reason several people brought chicken wings as their either starter or an one of the entrees but there were there were a lot of similarities between some of our chef contributions last year which is not common it's usually you know people bring pretty unique dishes and so the chicken wings did win in the best appetizer category. And there were some hard feelings about that. <laughs> uh, because I will say our chefs work really, really hard. And as as well as those who bring chicken wings also worked hard. You know, it's hard to get a good rub. It's hard to get a good sauce, you know, for the chicken wings to cook them just right, especially when you're in an environment like this where you don't have your fryer, you don't have your kitchen right there. You have to keep the food warm. So I think the chefs do an incredible job of, of keeping the quality of the food high despite not being with their kitchens. And we 
yeah, we usually, um, it's, it's a more, it's a higher end culinary event a lot of times. And so last year it was really surprising actually that so many people brought the chicken wings and that that was the thing last year and people loved them. And that was what the award was. And so it was kind of like, well, I guess next year we just need to bring chicken wings and that's how we, that's how we compete. And so that's not the case. I can tell you, I've seen half of the chef menus already. I haven't seen a single chicken wing, but, uh, so Chris and Mike, thank you for bringing it. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So they, they lost. They did not win. Correct. Or, or was the, or was the controversy like some people added chicken wings for the appetizer and some people did for the entree? I, you know, you can choose however you want it to go. Mm. And you know, the thing is, you know, chicken wings, and I, I'm not a wing aficionado, so I can't speak to how much work goes into creating them. And I certainly don't want to disparage anybody who's participated in our event because everybody does a fantastic job. Um, you know, there are chefs that put a lot of effort into creating something that's really unique, really like kind of high-end culinary. You know, a lot of our chefs have gone to culinary school, and so they really look at this as a, how do I bring my best? And maybe highlight things that are not on our regular menu, something that is unique to this event, something that really tests their boundaries as a culinary artist. And, and when that's not selected and somebody chooses chicken wings instead, I think that there's a bit of a deflation yes that and i hmm. i thought from what i understood from the the discussion today when it was when, not much of a discussion and i don't want to speak for mike or chris or anybody else i just want to just they said you're doing in, a great job they said in the most <laughs> jacob way make sure you bring this up in the podcast today with amy actually i think he said don't bring so, it up. no after you left he's okay. like no bring it up bring so it up. They're, <laughs> they're bitter that they did not win i'm assuming that was the case because they're and then they're like this is no allegedly this is what they said not not don't take this uh, or actually yes do take this with a grain of salt they said the chicken wings that won, I would like, Jacob would like, because they were very plain and you dunked them in like blue cheese. <laughs> if they had their chicken wings, they would have been like, yeah, all of the flavors and all of the whatever they do with all their rubs and everything. Oh, so I, I probably appreciate the ones that won. So here's what I can just half off and, just <laughs> uh, and I appreciate everybody who participates because these chefs they bring their own food they pay for it there's no food costs for kinship to have to compensate for so it really helps more of the fundraising dollars stay with our youth mentoring organization so I do really appreciate everything the chef's done and I will say that Mike and Chris separately with both Ernie's and Main Street have won at Taste of the Lakes <laughs> in the past so I have no doubt that they can bring it again and they were both mm -hmm. participating this year. And so I'm excited to have them back. And it's just, mm. we do have a chef judge that comes in. So it's actually someone who's worked in the culinary arts industry that comes and does the judging for the oh, best nice. starter, best entree, best dessert. And then every ticket holder gets to have a vote for people's choice. Awesome. And so last year, uh, people's choice went to um, Iron Range Eatery. Oh, so okay. they did not have chicken wings. <laughs> and, okay. but so that was the chef judge who actually made that determination. And he even said in his description, you know, talking about the food afterwards, like normally we wouldn't kind of go with, we wouldn't you know, choose this type of food, but he said it was just what they had done and the different seasonings that they had put in there that he felt that they had really gone above and beyond. And it was really a fantastic mm -hmm. dish. So uh, this year, our chef judge is Paul Fitzpatrick at oh. Sherwood North. And so, you know, that'll be fun He's too. And, bribe. and Paul, <laughs> there's no bribery involved. <laughs> it's blind, blind tasting. Uh, but, you know, Paul's been around the culinary art scene here mm -hmm. too at, you know, Bar Harbor and Madden's and the different things that he's done. And now being over at um, Sherwood North, you know, he's definitely has, I think, a kind of a higher end culinary experience as well. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what he chooses this year. Hey, that's it. You know that um, burnt and mac and cheese that you love at Main Street? I, I'm familiar with 
That is a Chef Paul creation. Is it really? That's right, because Paul was at Main Street. Yep. Oh. I met him that day. That's awesome. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, he's he's very good. I don't know him personally that well, but I mean, just, hi, how are you? But yeah, at, everywhere we go, we hear Chef Paul, Chef Paul, Chef Paul. He's he's definitely probably one of the best, if not the best in the area. Well, I'm excited to have him as our judge this year. And I haven't seen Paul since he was a very small child, and he probably doesn't remember me at all, but his oldest sister and I went to high school together. So really? we used to oh. hang out together. Nice. His sister and me, not yeah <laughs> so there so there isn't any bribery that goes way back to no your childhood. in fact we do it is a blind testing so we come in and we have food runners that grab food samples oh, from all nice. the chefs and mm -hmm. we number them so they don't actually know where they're yep. coming from and then nice. they, they vote like based that. on that this is legit it's legit. very Let's, yeah i kind of want to say too legit to quit but then it really dates me <laughs> in terms of my musical preferences i know where it's at though that's fine <laughs> um let's come let's come back to this year's event uh come back to the or let's begin uh, at just what kinship is, what it stands for, who who around the area participates, <gasps> and how the rest of the community can get involved. Uh, kinship is a youth mentoring organization. We have been serving the, the BLA since 1986. We cover the areas of Pequot Lakes, Brainerd, Crosby, Ironton, basically the geographic areas of those school districts, um, including Pillager. So we do we do cover to Pillager as well. I'll invite them over. Yeah. <laughs> We can invite him to the party. That's fine. And so we uh, we have been providing our community-based mentoring. It's one-on-one -on -one mentoring out in the community. Uh, volunteer mentors can be individuals. They can be couples. They can be entire families. And it's really about just bringing a child into your life and just engaging in activities that you both enjoy doing. So we really do try to match based on geography as well as interest and personality types so we try to get to know the mentors we try to get to know the kids and then we match based on that so we uh, we run full background checks on all of our volunteer mentors we want to make sure that we're providing safe spaces for kids in every capacity and um, we're an open and affirming organization we just we welcome every kid into our program who wants to be mentored and we welcome mentors of all backgrounds um, there's nothing that re there's not a certain requirement that somebody needs to have in order to be a good mentor. Uh, it's just, you know, if you love working with kids, if you, you know, have anything to give back. And a lot of times people think, well, I'm not a football coach or I don't, I'm not a youth minister or I don't have this other capacity where I work with kids specifically, so I don't have anything special to give. But the truth is, if you can connect, if you can see somebody as they are, if you're willing to be open and, you know, inviting somebody into your life, it's really, it's just about relationships. It's about connection. Uh, we also have a school-based mentoring program called Lunch Buddies, where a volunteer goes in just twice a month. It's one hour each time, so two hours a month into the schools. You have lunch with the kid. You get to eat school lunch, so talking about culinary, you know, foods here. And then you hang out, and Kinship facilitates that, so we have a craft or an activity. It's a lot less... Um, pressure I think in order to like come up with what are we going to do and you know as you mentioned kids earlier for those of us with children just it's Saturday what am I going to do with my kid today it can feel like a lot of pressure sometimes just to entertain your own children uh, so when we're at the school I mean it's just we we do that for you so it makes it real easy and the impact is incredible so these kids come in again for two hours a month and we hear regularly how you know, school attendance has improved, academic performance has improved, behaviors have improved, their interest in coming to school has improved. And we see a lot of benefit, even just those two hours a month. And then when you meet in the community-based mentoring program, it's we ask for a minimum of four hours a month, ideally once a week, but we know schedules can be kind of crazy. And just include them in what you're doing. So if you like to deer hunt, you know, you can take them to deer camp. You can't spend the night. We have no overnight policy, and we want to make sure, again, we're keeping kids safe as we can. 
Uh, but we do, you know, you can be out in the woods, you can, you can hunt. I know uh, Kinship in Morrison County does actual firearms training as part of their program for kids who want to participate in that. If you want to go four-wheeling, if you want to bake some award-winning apple pie, you can do that too. So uh, there's a lot of things that our mentors can do. You want to hang out and watch the Vikings game on a Sunday afternoon, that's fine. We have mentors that take their partners to church, and that's something that they want to do together, and that's fine too. So it's really up to the caregivers and the youth and then the mentor to kind of determine what they might like to do and how they want to spend their time. So, sorry, in that setting, um, if somebody does get assigned uh, a partner, how long does that relationship last? Uh, at least as far as kinship is is concerned. I would imagine that some of them are lifelong friends, you know, and stay in touch forever, but is it a year commitment? Is it a couple years or what does that look like? We do ask for a one-year commitment because as we all know, it takes time to develop trust and relationship. A lot of the kids in our program have come from backgrounds that have been more challenging and maybe have more issues with trust. And so building those relationships and building that trust, you know, it does take time. So we want to ask for a year, but we also understand that, you know, just because you got into a relationship with great intentions, if something isn't going well, we're here to support you. We're here to help you. We're here to help resolve any issues that might come up. We want this to be a positive situation for both the youth and for the mentor. And because that relationship for the mentor too is significant. And we often hear, I mean, I'd say more often than not, we hear from our mentors that they get just as much, if not more out of the relationship than the youth partner does. And the kids get a ton out of it. So it's just really rewarding to know that you're having a positive impact on somebody. Uh, You know, the Surgeon General just released this report recently on the impacts of isolation and loneliness. And he equated the, the impact of, of the isolation and loneliness to f- smoking 15 cigarettes a day or to the impacts of obesity and diabetes. It's the long-term chronic conditions that we're starting to see associated with loneliness. It's not just depression, he said. It really does take a physical toll on us. And our mission with Kinship is to provide intentional opportunities for meaningful connections. So they actually outline mentoring in the Surgeon General's report as an example of how we can help to mitigate those long-term impacts or mitigate the impacts of loneliness and isolation and how do we help solve that? And it's, it's through connection and that's exactly what kinship provides. So so you guys have quite a few events as well. Like taste of the lakes is just one of them, correct? Like you guys do stuff throughout the year. We do. So we try to host some uh, activities for our partnerships as well. So for example, uh, November is native American heritage month. So we are going to have a tour down to the Malax Indian museum. And so we'll be setting up a day on there. So our partnerships can come down and tour through the museum and we January is National Mentoring Month. We're going to try to set up a bowling fundraiser and a bowling event where kids can come and bowl with their partnerships. Uh, we did that a couple of years ago. The kids had a great time. And we did another bowling event last spring. The kids had a great time and, and the mentors. So uh, we're working on, on doing more of that. Uh, we host Taste of the Lakes, of course, which is next week. And then we also host Taste of Cuyuna Lakes at the end of April. And that's to specifically raise funds for the Crosby Ironton community. And we... You know, we just, we do a lot of different things. We try to keep active and keep our partnerships active. And we, uh, yeah, we have a very small staff right now, small but mighty. So we're working hard on just keeping our programs going and getting the events going and all the social media marketing that we're doing and being here with fine folks like yourselves talking about kinship. She's not talking about you, Isaiah. She's no, talking she about wasn't. I. She definitely wasn't. Um, <laughs> I actually I think you, I was excluding Jacob in that. Oh, yeah. Well, here we go. <laughs> nice. Must be a family <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, I don't know what I did time. to you guys. <laughs> so, um, so tell us a little bit about uh, why this cause is so important to you and why you decided to take this role on. Well, I think, 
you know, kids are so important. And, you know, I'm a parent. I have, I have two children. My husband has four together. We have this, you know, beautiful blended family of six children and they're all different. They all have these unique personalities and they all have different needs. And it's can be really hard to know exactly what each child needs at any given time and to be able to meet that need, especially when we as parents are drained or we just don't, have, you know, had a long day at work. You don't have the energy to put forth everything that they're needing. And so, we can never have enough people in our lives to support us and to care about us. And, you know, when I remember talking with my kids about that, when my husband and I got together, because it was like, he's not trying to take over, you know, she's not trying to be your dad. You already have a dad, but he's somebody else in your life that can love you and support you. And we can never have enough of those in our lives. And so I think for me, it's, I mean, I can think back to relationships I had with maybe, you know, friends of my mom and dad, or, you know, my aunts or uncles or other people that I've had my dance teacher when I was a kid. And just knowing that those people are there for you, that they support you and to have those people that you can talk to if, you know, times are tough. And especially in the teenage years, and we see a lot of partnerships tend to kind of drift away in the teenage years because kids don't want to hang out. You know, my kids are, my son's 15. He is, I'm the last person he wants to hang out with. And I mean, getting him to even talk to me, it's like pulling teeth most of the time, but I want to make sure he has somebody to talk to that. There's somebody like, Hey, if it's midnight and you're stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed, who can you reach out to? Because we know with mental health, especially like Mm -hmm. who is your go-to person? Who's that 3am friend? And if we can't identify that with our kids, I mean, that's a tough, that's tough. And we need, we all need somebody. And so to have a mentor in your life, you know, whether it's as a youth, I think the sooner we can start normalizing this idea of mentorship, the better, because if they get into a business situation and a lot of great companies have mentorship programs to help their younger or the new people coming in. And if you're coming up with this idea that I don't need anybody else, I can do it on my own. If I can't do it on my own, that means I'm a failure. And your employer says, Hey, this is great. I want to connect you with a mentor. Then your first instinct isn't, wow, this is such a great opportunity for me. And my, my, my employer must really want to invest in me. It's like, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Why, why don't, why can't I make it on my own? And so I think the earlier we can start kind of as an intervention too, of the mental health component, getting normalizing the idea of having that caring person, normalizing, having mentorship relationships and normalizing, having that person that you can rely on. That's not part of your nuclear family that, that you can go to. I think that's better for everybody and how we look at friendships and how we look at connection and how we look at relationships later in life. Yeah. No. Very well said. Definitely an awesome program and uh, something we can all get behind. Um, How do people get involved? Uh, You can check out our website. It's kinshippartners.org. And so we have on there our mentor forums. We have um, information about all of our different programs. We have information about Taste of the Lakes and links and where you can buy tickets. And just if you're interested and thinking, man, I love the program. I love what I'm hearing, but I just don't have time to volunteer or I can't make it to Taste of the Lakes, but I really want to support you. There's a spot on our website where you can also make online donations. So there's uh, lots of ways to give and lots of ways to support kinship and youth mentoring and just our kids in general. Yep. I think and one more rundown on Taste of the Lakes, locations, times, tickets, all that. Taste will be at Grandview Lodge. We are very grateful to Grandview as our venue sponsor. They've done a phenomenal job hosting us the last several years. It's just the Gull Lake Center is a beautiful facility, and they really, the staff does a fantastic job at Grandview. So very happy to be back there. I also want to give a big shout out to Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's is our empowerment sponsor this year and last the last two years. Uh, Tito's does a great job in supporting our local communities as well. So looking forward to having them back. Uh, we have many other sponsors. I won't list them all out, but... 
lots of other great sponsors. They're on our website. You can check those out. Uh, the events, again, next Friday, November 10th, we start at 530 with the tasting. Mark from Cashwise Liquor and Baxter brings together all of our vendors. So we have wine, beer, spirit tastings from 530 to 7. Uh, we have live music. Jazz Sophisticate will be there with live music. We have Cub Foods coming in with appetizers. And then at 7 o'clock, the ballroom doors open to the non-chicken wing contest. And <laughs> it's going to be lots. I mean, I've seen the menus starting to come through. It's it's going to be amazing. The food is always incredible. And the chefs really do a fantastic job of bringing their best. So as uh, Ken Thomas at WJJY says, when the chefs compete, we all win. So it's a really great opportunity for anybody who wants to support kinship or if you just love to eat, you can also get warm fuzzies knowing that your dollars are going to support youth mentoring. Yep. And, so, uh, and as um, Jacob says from the Listen Local podcast, we should be there and get <laughs> delivered food. While we're there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pay, yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, buy a ticket at the exactly door. What Is that what happens? Able to come in and sample. And uh, you do not buy tickets at the door. No, you need to purchase tickets in advance. Yeah, so, thanks, yeah. So you go to our website, and then it'll there's a direct link to our event site, and you can order the tickets right online. It's a secure giving site. You can order by the table or by the individual ticket. Uh, we're usually sold out by now, so the fact that we still have some tickets remaining is very, okay. very advantageous for those people like me who tend to be last minute so we have the opportunity available and again it starts at 5 30 friday just get your tickets in advance awesome nice well Sweet. thank you for making the drive up to the good side of the train tracks up here in pequot um go patriots i guess go warriors too uh go um. warriors i'm very excited <laughs> about our football season this year my son's a football player he's he's a sophomore this year but man the, our warriors yeah. our boys have done a great job this they've season. been they've been fun to watch the warriors have been Definitely extremely fun to watch this year. So, yeah, good luck to all of them. Amy, thank you so much for, yeah, for joining. Thank you. thank you for having me. Thanks for what you do to promote what's going on locally. Now I'm 23 and there ain't nobody who can drink like me. Soon I'll be 24 and the Lord knows that I can't drink no more. I know I should have taken it slow. It's not the way that my life goes. Thank you so much to Amy Gray from Kinship Partners for coming on. Next Friday, November 10th, Taste of the Lakes at Grandview Lodge. Go to Kinship Partners' website right now to get your tickets before they sell out. And huge shout out to Lakes Area CPAs for sponsoring this segment. And we are going to keep on rolling here. There's some good goat you got there. Oh, yeah. Can I just have one more? I've already had two pieces. Can I have another one? Yep. Um, that voice you were hearing is Jordan Ura, uh, a friend of ours, and the what do you he's even it? a better fan, friend now. Yeah, he brought beer, brought jerky. He's also the head of the land services department at Woodstock Water Real Estate. No, this is pretty vital. I didn't have lunch. No, this is great. This is well timed. Mm-hmm. He also brought me an uncrustable. Jordan, how was the? How's the sit been? You know, I just literally got out of the woods about an hour ago. <laughs> um, probably one of the best sits I've ever had in the Brainerd Lakes area, to be honest. With the fresh snow, I saw, geez, I don't even know how many deer I saw. There's so many now. Um, nine, nine or ten, uh, three bucks. They're starting to cruise a little bit. Uh, nothing too monstrous, but fun to see, and I always like to get out there right away. After some fresh snow, and especially Halloween's my one of my favorite days to hunt too, and it was uh, definitely spooky. Right, Jordan, we'll come back to that. Jordan, we're gonna come back to that. But r remind me to ask you when you guys say sit. See, I learn about these hunting phrases each each year. And I'm um, done. Never mind. I'll talk to you about it later.
Hey, Don. Hey, is this Isaiah? Yeah, this is Isaiah. You are on the Listen Local podcast. Welcome back, man. Hey, how are you guys? What's happening? Awesome. So, um, Don, it's Jacob. Yeah. How are you? Oh, doing great. Doing uh, really well. Busy day, and uh, but I'm, I'm excited to be talking with you guys. You guys, you guys are a special special group out there. Thank you. And like, yeah, like I always say, good good things grow, and you guys probably don't even know the impact that you're making all throughout the state of Minnesota. I, I don't know if the mayor had had shared it, but um, due to your guys' work a couple of years back, it's now spread and fully funding all throughout southern Minnesota. <laughs> Love it! Wow, that's incredible. So, Don, we're getting to that time. Uh, I talked to Colton earlier today, and he said that um, today, or wait, November 1st is the deadline for the yep. cutoff. So when this airs, will be a, a day after uh, the deadline. Okay, so sounds good. Just so, closed. So, yeah, Don, how many have you been seeing coming in over, you know, not just this state, but how many families, um, nominations have you been seeing? Has it grown since last year? And, and, yeah, what are the numbers looking like this year? Yeah, so nomination wise, it's very similar to last year. We we had saw we had seen a huge increase in 2020, as you can imagine, where where like the nominations were just absolutely crazy, you know. And and I think a lot of that was kind of like the like kind of just the place where everybody was at, you know. Yeah. Um. So it, it's just hanging very steady with um. So like per right now for every. For every captain, I think there's six or seven nominations wow. that there is. So, so for everyone that's raised their hand to say, hey, I want to change lives, um, right where I'm at, it's, there's about six or seven is what, is what it's averaging out. That's, I mean, that's always the fear, right? I think I even text you, uh, was it last week, maybe the week before, and just the, the fear of the unknown, right? I don't know how many times people ask throughout the nomination process, well, how many nominations do we have? It's like, I don't know if you know somebody, just tell them to make sure that the nomination gets in before the first Like, uh, but there's always that fear in the back of your head. Like, are we going to get enough nominations? Not that one family deserves it more than the next, but are we going to get a, a good nomination where we can feel, you know, really excited and motivated to go out there and do something special for them uh, over the next, you know, once they're nominated, you get a month to go, to go figure it all out and raise those funds and get the gifts. So hundred percent. And it's like, when you, when you get that family, like I, for myself it's like there's one that jumps off the page you know mm-hmm. and it like hits you right in the heart that you'd like run through a wall to you know like you'd call every person you know just just to be able to when you show up there to be able to provide something for them that that's going to be shifting their life forever yep. you know yep um so don you've been on the show a couple times now but for somebody or for people that haven't um listened or, or don't know exactly what bce is maybe just a little can you give us a little backstory um, about how it came about and, and where you're at today? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I I never set out to, to 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 get into you know nonprofit work or anything. It just ended up coming across getting really really sick is what it was. Mm-hmm. I ended up in my 20s. I ended up having a complete removal of my large intestine. And uh, one Christmas, you know, I got a knock on the door and was in that spot. So I can totally understand the, the place where a lot of other um, families that, you know, life's going, life's going along just fine. And then you get one, two or three kind of situations that happen to you, whether it be health, whether it be job loss, whether it be a car accident. And it's like, holy, it can get flipped upside down really quick. And so those that don't know best Christmas ever, the easiest way is it's kind of like make a wish and red cross 
had a baby at Christmas. <laughs> and that's the team that comes in to be able to be the emergency support, be able to provide all the things that, you know, whoever nominated them had thought they, this would be a dream come true for them. And then we support that with wraparound programs, which we have a financial literacy course, which comes with a thousand dollars of towards any, any debt to their choice. And then we also have, um, a total wellness program, which is a health program, kind of like very similar to the financial one, but more on the health side. And they get a thousand dollars of fresh, healthy food once they complete those programs. Cause the goal is, is to get them standing one to show up at the door and have them know that they're not alone in their battles. And then to be able to rally around them and, and walk with them through that next year. Um, you know, and again, we raise for a life changing, a life changing gift for it. That could be anywhere from what, what's some different life changing gifts that you guys have done out there? Oh gosh. I think, uh, you know, one last family vacation was a big one. Um, I want to say there was a, a vehicle and, or maybe, maybe not a, a new vehicle, but some vehicle maintenance new, you know, get it to a mechanic and rework the whole thing, get new tires on it, make sure that they can get for me to be, um, I know that that was a big one. One that stuck out for me with you guys at Woods to Water was a couple of years ago, one of the families, what do you call it, nominee or the, yeah. the, the family, all of the presents were delivered by the kids' baseball team, his teammates. I thought that was oh, that really was cool. cool yeah. yeah, the whole baseball team came out um, and surprised them. So that was neat that all the kids understood, you know, what had happened to this family and, and the hardships they've fallen on. Um, it is cool to see, and I, I mention every year, Don, like I'm lucky to, to see this from a different pr- perspective from behind the camera, whether it's with you down there or up in Duluth or, or right here at home with Colton and Woods to Water. It, it's really cool. It's amazing to see the growth of this. And I know that you don't take it for granted either. And um, I mean, some of these, these events you guys are doing right now is, is pretty sweet as well. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just awesome to see over and over again community members. Cause everybody's busy right now. If everybody's phones are probably dinging, they check their emails. It's like lots of stuff, lots of stuff to be able to do. And for, for those that, that are like, Hey, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to make an impact right now in the middle of all this and to be able to, and then watch it spread that way. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's really, really cool. And like I saying, it's like with, with, without no gardener, there is no garden. So like, so hats off to you guys for being able to step up to be able to say, Hey, we're going to change some lives here. You know, yeah. this whole this whole area, you know, we're changing lives. That's what we're going to do. We know there's a lot of cooking. You've got businesses, you know, going and growing and in that side. But you guys stepping up to continually say, hey, we're, we're making an impact here. Yeah. And I mean, it's truly a, a testament to the community around them. Right. And I know that's one thing yep. that I saw my first year in 2020 where the community just really stepped up and supported this cause for the family and really made it happen for them. And we really saw the level of support that was out there and how much that they really wanted to give back to a family that was struggling. And the neatest part is as you're going through the journey of it, it's like at first you're like, oh, here we go. We gotta, we're doing this again. Okay. You know, you see your, your thermostat at, at zero, right? And then you start reaching out, start getting going. But then it almost turns into like a good, a good party right or a good get together yeah. where it's like everybody a part of it and it's just like swirling and cooking and right at the right time and then it's like not only the family like they're super thankful that you're doing it but everybody else that got to be a part of it they're like hey thanks guys for doing this and thanks guys for stepping up 
And, you know, and every year you're not exactly sure how it's going to all come together, you know, because you don't know if the ones who gave bigger gifts are going to keep giving those gifts or if something else changed. But it's so neat how it always just comes together just as it should, you know, and it's like you guys are kind of like the center of that. Um, but it, 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 again, it takes some people to say, and, and, and that's like the leadership side, uh, to somebody to say, hey, we are going to do this, you know, and then once somebody kind of sticks their stake in the ground, then people start to rally around it. And it's almost, I don't know if you guys have seen that video that's on YouTube, it was probably 10, 11 years ago, where that one guy was kind of dancing out there all by himself. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like he, he's dancing in a field by himself, like at this festival. And then before you know it, you got like two people dancing, then three people dancing. And then before you know it, you got like the whole field is just like on fire dancing around. And that's where, like we always say, generosity inspires generosity. There it is. Yeah. And I think that's such a, that's such a, the, the coolest thing that comes out of this is every year, uh, you know, and uh, I've talked to Isaiah, Isaiah has a, a nonprofit of his own and, you talk about the the way to impact the most people and the way to to get most people involved. Like, are there organizations out there that will donate? You know, we always strive to raise ten thousand dollars for for our family every year. So, is there an organization out there that would donate ten thousand dollars to our family? Yes, there absolutely is. And we could just go and we could get that one that one uh, business to to give that ten thousand dollars, and we could be done. But it's so much more fun and impactful and empowering to find hundred people to give a hundred dollars each. We're still going to get our $10,000, but we're going to get a hundred people to come together and do good. And then next year or next week or next month, they're going to, they're going to think of it and say, you know what? That was fun. Let's go do our own family. Let's go do our, our own thing at our office. Um, how can we get involved more and do more for everybody? And it just, it's, it's fun to see. It really does. And honestly, we had uh, we've been uh, promoting a little bit to kind of get nominations in. And I had uh, somebody who was a marketing director of a local business reach out to me last week and say, Hey, are you guys, you know, sponsoring a family again this year? And we really want to be involved. How can, how can we help out and how can we be a part of it? And that's just, it's super exciting for us because we see that really start to multiply. Mm, that's so good. It's, it's like a, like using that example, it's like having a, like, like planning a really, really good surprise birthday party for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody just wrote a check and dropped it off to them, you know, without any other stuff, it's, it's kind of a bummer of a surprise party. Right. Yeah. But then to know the work and effort and all that stuff that came together for somebody, that's where it's kind of got that feeling or at least the surprise that night, you know, where you yeah. could feel it in the air. It's like, um, but no, that's cool. You guys, you guys are crushing out there. And like, like you guys, um, have inspired generosity. And, and again, I mentioned at the beginning, but you, because of your work, was it three years ago, um, somebody had came along on the drop in the surprise. Yep. And because of that, they were so touched that they said they want to bring that back to their community. And they were out of um, Southern Minnesota, Austin, around that area. Now it's turned into, I want to say 10 cities mm-hmm. through that, through their support of growing it. Just because that night they were there, they saw it, they said, this is, this is this is something really special right here and then we want to take this back to every one of our every one of their stores where um where they were where the dad had had set up shop throughout southern minnesota so it's uh, it's really neat to see that grow yeah yeah and and beyond that if you don't mind we don't want to take all your time here today but uh, if you don't mind just give us the the bigger picture so uh bce exists obviously here yeah. in northern minnesota but uh well beyond Southern Minnesota as well. 
Yeah, so our actually our fastest growing market right now is Florida. Nice. Yeah, so so so, so seventeen states um, in Canada trucking along. Florida is is right now the, they're they're on just a fast growth kind of initial like they'll get to what took us five years to get to. They're they're doing it in a little over a year wow. on it. And and it's neat because there there's a lot of people that have retired from here to there, and and they're like, well, we want to bring Minnesota. You know, that was our favorite part about the holidays. Why don't we bring it with us? So then we got the guy named Pat Bookberger who's kind of leading the efforts down there, growing it out. And and it's 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 one of those things again that it's like generosity inspires generosity. Where it's like a lot of times you don't realize the ripples that you're creating. Like they say, like you throw, you know, you throw a stone in a pond and you just sometimes think of looking back maybe that first ripple for the family, the mm-hmm. surprise, what happened. But you don't realize all the people that were observing it and watching it as right. it went, you know, and just in not even the surprise. It's like just the effort that you're taking and people see it. They're like, why is this so important to them? You know, why is this something that that's worthwhile to be able to, um, you know, take the time to stop? And that's the thing where it's just, again, Somebody saw somebody do it at one point, and then it just kind of the ripples are keep keep growing. Um, and again, there's just a whole bunch of neat partnerships that come and kind of come into play for it too. Like one thing that Jacob created a video last year of Shield, where there was a Shields um, Shields. What they did is, I know you ever seen a like a shopping spree, right? So what they did is they invited in all of our captains to be able to come in there and do a shopping spree with the store closed down. And it was just like, you know, like, like people getting to pick out all these different things for their families. Um, that's not their blessing. And it's just, you know, like, again, like, like the growth across is just like, you know, and the more partnerships that get on, get on, um, you know, get, get on board. And I think that one actually came from, that was a Chris Hockey one where yeah, Chris yep. Hockey, they, they, they had had him in there and, you know, went, went through and they're like, Hey, how, how do we get more involved? And like, they took care of the bill for them. And then they said, well, how about we just do it for everybody that can make it down here on this December 2nd, December 3rd, <laughs> yep. you know? Yeah. No, that, that, I'm, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Me too. Um, <laughs> now, are, are they doing that again this year? What's that shield? Yeah. Yeah. Darn right. Yeah. Really? It's, okay. on for, it's, so, on for, it's on for December 3rd. And just to be sure that is the Eden Prairie, Prairie. location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is the Eden Prairie location. I Got heard it. last year there was some logistical uh, um, challenges. Uh, there may have been. I, I, I will never forget <laughs> that text from your um, your homeboy Paul, and we're going to throw him under the bus because Paul's. Well, a, no, it's entirely my fault. Okay, I well, sent I sent him down there, Colton. And then I said, "Go to Shields in St. Cloud, and yeah. uh, they'll be there, and they'll uh, they'll tell you what to do." Don, Don, we got we got to the the correct Shields extremely early. I remember that day. And Paul had said to me, he's like, I'm going to be early. Is it all right if I come in with you guys? I said, yeah, actually, I might need your help with something. And he's like, all right, I'm here, but I don't see any cars. And I said, what are you talking about? We're out right out front because we were messing with the doors or something. And he goes, yeah, the St. Cloud Shields, right? And I'm like, oh, brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, no, I'm glad we're, we're doing it again. I hope, like, yeah, we were talking yesterday. I hope we can do something cool again. And, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully Woods to Water goes to the right one this year. And, um we can make an amazing worry, video. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I won't go. Um, I feel like but, I should go and but redeem even, myself. Even more, Don, as, as you're talking about how, how big Florida is getting now, you know, I, I like shooting video in Florida as well. So if you ever want to go down for a yeah. trip, maybe we'll 
taking some golf. We'll get some some good family drops there and get some cool video. I like Florida. November 18th. November 18th is, yeah, right. they're, they're holding their inaugural BCE Golf Classic in Florida. Oh, right. my goodness. Boys, we're yeah. going to Florida. <laughs> we have a podcast yeah, that day, but we'll cancel Florida. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Um, but, no, it's honest, in all honesty, it's always cool. The events are cool. The, I mean, just the whole organization is, is amazing. Um, before we go, though, before we go, there is a very big football game this week in the state of Minnesota. Ooh, yeah. And um, I have a feeling that this will be the last week we will be talking about Peewee Lakes football on this podcast this year. I mean. But, <laughs> but Esco, your, your son plays on Esco. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, my nephew. And Okay, nephew. yep. And um, Esco has been a juggernaut this year. They are not just winning. They are absolutely tearing other teams apart. Two years in a row. Two years in a row yep. now. Um, do you think there is a, well, first of all, do you think this is going to be a very good game or is it going to be a blowout? Secondly, do you think ESCO has a shot at winning the state title this year? I, I think it's, so I, I think the first thing is, is Pequot Lakes runs like a super, super well-coached team, super respectful kids. And you could see like, just even from the, the national anthem going with how they line up. Like, this is a unit right here. I think we're going to have a game. I think it's going to be a really good football game, you know, as we, um, you know, head, head into it. And it's like, you know, every, everything's different in playoffs, as you've seen. You know, it's you never quite know what's going to happen. And I, I know the, the two Harpers, uh, Pequot came out, came right down. That was overtime, yeah. right? Yep. It was a nail-biter. Over. Yeah, nail biter right down to it, and, and two harbors a tough team. So I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm planning on being there. You guys gonna be down there? It's tempting. I mean, it's basically I, a home game it. for you guys. But yeah. <laughs> where's this one? Is that Duluth? Yeah. Is it okay? Mm. Yeah. You know what? Yep. There's a possibility. Yeah. If I shoot my deer that morning, and then I can just get out of the stand and <laughs> drive over there. <laughs> no, uh, it, uh, yeah. Love to, it's on yeah. Thursday. So oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. There's a possibility. We'll let you know if we go. But, um, but yeah, Esco looks great this year. Um, high school football is just fun. And I think you guys are going to have a good basketball team, it sounds like, again, too. It's rolling. It's going to be last last year that uh, section finals was, uh, yep. was, a, was a tough one. Pequot had a really good, really good team. Played big um, that second half. And it's, uh, it, it's just fun, those battles, yep. you know. Where you're going down to it, where you're not quite sure who's going to take it, but it's uh, hats off to all of them. I think uh, both 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 sides, uh, coaching staffs are, are phenomenal. Um, lots of respectful kids, and it's like going as hard as they can. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, come Thursday on that front, and then during the basketball season, it's going to be interesting because I, I think we play in the regular season too. Yep. Um, yep. We got the regular season, and then likely gonna gonna see each other in playoffs on that side too yeah well as always may the best team win <laughs> it's kids right just as long as it's everyone's the having yeah. fun yeah. and you know no, nobody uh, tears an achilles yeah yeah we don't need that no all right don well we're gonna let you go but uh, as always thank you for uh for everything you do for, with bce Oh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. That's how it's possible. You know, you guys stepping up to make a monstrous impact and watching those waves um, roll out. So, uh, yeah. Take care, guys. See you later. Later. Good later. Good later. <laughs>
Just a great guy. Yeah. Great yeah. dude. Um, huge shout out to Chris Hanneke with Hanneke Insurance. Um, make sure to go over and give those guys a shout. Jordan, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here. There it is. Very hospitable. Very Thanks hospitable. for having me. It, it, would, it wouldn't be a hunting podcast or a hunting feature if there wasn't a brew involved, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like the uh, bull rushes on these on these beer cans. Yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh, I was admiring. What is the shape of the barcode on this bush can? Hmm. Is that supposed to be a mountain? Because you know, in on McGoldens, the barcode is the shape of Minnesota. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Looks like it's uh, trying to. Step on Coors territory. That's there. what I was thinking. Yeah. It's a little interesting. So, Jordan, earlier, oh, um, actually, it's, it's the logo. Oh, would you look at that? Mm-hmm. Would you look at that? The mountains are blue and white. Uh, I've actually never so, noticed that there is a mountain on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I went <laughs> yeah. to. So I brought Science. my uh, Maluna cooler this weekend, of course, and I had it because it's late, made locally. Of course, yeah. I had it full of McGolden Lights, this tailgate, and I set it in the middle of everything. And I said, here you go. Well, I started pulling out McGoldens and handing them out. Here, I have a drink of my people. And this one guy <laughs> who was wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey, I said, here, and I was talking to him. He was a, a rep for um, Browning, I think. And he was like, like Miller Light. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And he goes, oh, I live in Iowa. He goes, but I don't, I don't drink that crap. And I'm like, why not? He goes, well, one time I was up in Reamer, you know, at, at a cabin or whatever, and we were hanging all the weekend and I got super drunk drinking those things and i realized that somebody told me there's way more alcohol percentage in these so i just got way too way too drunk and i was like then bush 4.2 and one of them was 4.1 i was yeah. like what do you mean hey, that point that point one that just point gets you I, I don't know yeah either way. Your keister. Yep. either way um but yes so thank you to don for coming on best christmas ever so bcmovement.org um by the time everyone hears this um we will have already uh you know the nominations would have closed so make sure to keep tabs on the woods to water social page we're going to start raising money we're going to start getting our gift tree up and running so make sure to keep tabs uh if you want to help us out uh you know make a give a best christmas ever so and one thing amy mentioned after we uh hit pause on recording was also at Taste of the Lakes is a silent auction. So any yep. any local businesses listening uh, would like to contribute to that silent auction, please get in touch with them right away. Um, businesses, owners, uh, one thing that we see a lot in our business is, is people with cabins that are willing to donate a weekend stay. Uh, so maybe you own a vacation rental or you own a, a business or a service, maybe snow plowing, whatever it is, if you can contribute something yep. for, uh, Huge. for the silent auction, it'd be awesome. Or to BCE's family, actually, for that matter. Definitely. We'll take it. We will take it. Uh, Jordan, it is... We are knocking on the door right here. I mean, actually, the door is open. This rifle. Rifle season. This guy's been hunting for like... Well, yeah, I know. That's why we bring him on. A month and a half now. Yeah, that's why we bring him on. He's already shot in a goat. Shot in a goat. Shot a dodo. We got the freezer full. Now it's just having fun. Yeah, the, this uh, I like when you shoot things because the jerky's good. <laughs> Beef sticks are good. Also, I was going to mention earlier, um, when it comes to... Uh, oh, I got another another beer. This is going to be a long night. Um, so... You must know the guy from Wisconsin or from Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, from Iowa. Over my head. Um, when you say you had a good sit today, 
Did you have a cushion? Did you were you in a chair? Nope. Like no. what? What makes a good sit? You were actually standing. Yeah, no cushion club there. Mm. I usually stand in my tree stand. To be honest. So why just, do they call it being? And why do they call it you're sitting? Just, you're just sitting there, like literally, just you're posted up in a tree, and you're just letting nature do its thing, and just enjoying all of the the wildlife come come by or don't mm. that doesn't come by, and you're just sitting there. So the, the things that come by, they call that rutting, right? Well, when they're chasing, they, they probably call it walking. Yeah, uh, yeah, typically. <laughs> yeah, to, today it was yeah, mainly walking a little bit, uh, a little bit of the young bucks starting to chase a little bit, but not uh, this weekend. Will be really good though. All right. Well, but remember the hornier uh, the deer, the hornier the deer, <laughs> the more likely it is to get shot. Yep, yep. exactly. You got it. <laughs> yep. All right. We can. We're going to talk about some hunting stuff now, Jacob. Oh, so you're right. you're telling me to shut feel up. Feel free to just okay. step back. That's why I gave you another beer. Shut, 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 shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, so we got some snow on the ground. The weather has cooled off, but it's going to get warm again, and that has me a little worried. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, whenever I see that first snowfall, I just get so excited because I mean, like this morning was just the woods was on fire, literally fresh, fresh tracks. The scrapes were all fired up like it was it was a good set um but yeah when the temperatures warm up a little bit again the the movement changes a little bit but still we're we're hitting the rut so i mean they're going to be doing their thing regardless it's just going to be a, probably a little bit slower activity middle of the day like today it's a little bit cooler so they're just out there roaming around doing their thing but when it gets a little bit warmer the movement changes more you'll see you know early morning and then more of the evening type of stuff but well on top of this cold weather uh, today's tuesday going to release this on Thursday, but I think that full moon cycled last night. So like the last yep. couple, last couple of days has been like daylight in the middle of you know, two in the morning. I yep. roll over in bed and I look outside and it's like, yeah, yep. You know, yeah, my, it's like my, it's 7am. My trail cameras have just been blown up with bucks making scrapes in the middle of the night, you know, 1am to 4am. I'm like, oh sweet. And even last week and I was out hunting, getting all these huge bucks, you know, making scrapes right in the middle of the night and then go out to hunt them. And I see them, you know, like once or twice. And then the the ones I did see were, you know, right on a door, you know, starting to bump them a little bit. So that was exciting to see. But yeah, I think I ended up the weekend seeing 13 different bucks. So there's definitely some, some stuff starting to happen in the woods. And that's, I mean, you, you can't beat that. No. And, and okay. So there's no secret that the audience that we're talking to th- today uh, is the, the weekend hunters like myself uh, that goes out weekend open rifle hunters. weekend rifle hunters. Yes. Yeah. So most people going out this weekend, they're not going out with a bow. You're dusting off old Betty and uh, may, maybe shot her once. Maybe not. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But uh, so sometimes you move around. Sometimes you don't. Uh, what is kind of, what would be your uh, strategy going into this weekend? If you're a rifle hunting. Yeah, I would say, you know, th- this weekend for sure, you know, pack pack your little Debbies, pack your smuckers, pack your jerky, whatever's going to get you through and, you know, pull an all-day sit. That that opening weekend's always a great weekend to do it all-day sits. I mean, I've shot a majority of bucks at, like, the noon to one hour when pe- everyone's going in for lunch or whatever, and there's just a, you know, a nice big mature buck cruising with its nose down, you know, checking scent and whatnot. So I think... I think that's a big tactic that I've learned over the years. My dad always said, oh, stay tight. You know, everyone's going for lunch. You're going to miss the big one. And, you know, it's it's really paid off in the past years. But, yeah, ultimately just being where the does are going to be too if you're hunting over food plots or a food source or around bedding areas. You know, if the does are going to be there, there's a good chance that there's going to be a nice buck behind her. Nice. I'm, uh, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago about fishing 
Mm. how every year the fishing industry comes out with the lure, right? Like there's this one lure. You have to have this lure. If this is your target, if you don't buy this, you're not going to catch a damn thing. Even though last year's hook and the hook before that and so on and so forth, we're all just fine. Does hunting have that? Kind of, sort of. I mean, it's, I would say cell cameras was the biggest thing when it released that you can get it to your phone and each year they seem to like improve more and more. Um, there's a Browning trail cameras, for instance, just came out with a new one that sends your phone HD pictures on demand. So it's like every picture you're getting is like the same, same quality as like you're pulling an SD card. So like a lot of the other companies out there, you'll get a picture sent to your phone and you know, it's pixelated and you can't really, you can say, Oh, there's an antler on there, but you can't really see it where these pictures are coming in crisp. So you can actually see what, what that is. I would say that's a big technology. But other than that, yeah, it's just like newer broadheads and newer camo and, you know, things things that have already been out there, but they're just tweaking them and improving. I guess it would be hard to hard to compare to the, the fishing side of some, something since you can't really. Yeah. Well, we could catch a deer, but. <laughs> catch a deer. How about uh, scent blockers? Do you use those? That's a great question. Um the biggest scent tool that I use personally is Ozonix, which is an ozone. So when I sit, especially bow hunting, since scent control is very important. So an Ozonix unit is more or less a battery-operated ozone machine that I'll put above me wherever the wind's blowing. Um, so it's basically blocking out my scent as the wind's blowing. So when a deer is downwind of me, they're that scent is getting blocked out for them. I would say that's one of the biggest game changers that I have invested in or, uh, you know, partnered with, I should say. Um, it really does. I was kind of skeptical at first. I'm like, how does this machine help? Well, this weekend I was in one of my bigger food plots and my wind is, it was swirling and was blowing everywhere, but that was onyx, you know, and you get that old nanny doe that just has a nose and eyesight like no other. At first she came in the plot and she was a little weary, but then she just calmed down right away and she started eating, doing her thing. And I could tell the when the wind was swirling because she would get, you know, really really kind of antsy or whatnot, and that Ozonics unit was ultimately based, basically blocking out my scent to just kind of throw her no, nose off a little bit. But I still spray my boots and stuff down with, like, scent away or, you know, yeah. scent killer. Just It's just a just habit. In and just in case. <laughs> you never know. It does it work. I don't know. But that Ozonics unit I'm pretty uh, big fan of. And I'll, like, I'll do a dry wash cycle, so I'll put all my stuff in, like, a more or less like a big duffel bag and then just throw that Ozonics on, and it'll, like, basically wash your clothes or de deodorize them. Mm. So nice. Yeah. Smart. Um, so each, you mentioned snacks a little bit earlier. I know uh, I'm a big snack person in the deer stand. Oh, yeah. um, for me, it's oh, Jacob. Uh, it, for me, it's puppy chow and checks mm. mix in the deer stand. What about you guys? I'm back. I'm it's back. A, everybody. It's a nice little sandwich. Sandwich. Ooh, yeah, well, they, what what kind of sandwich? Sa sandy. I mean, preferably last year's kill. <laughs> if there's any oh, summer sausage, summer, yeah. yeah. If there's any summer sausage With left, a little pepper jack cheese on there. Heck yeah. Mm. Um, I've been saving one uh, one tube of summer <laughs> sausage. <laughs> I would say year? jerky would be jerky, and then um, you know Smuckers. Yeah, I, I do. I do eat Smuckers. I just hate the wrappers. That's for sure. Smuckers, Snickers, I eat all of the... What, my, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My worst eating habits happened in November. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but I'm little, so glad you, he came from Hudson because he still had one left. Oh but you can't, you can't beat Little Debbie. Let's be honest. The oatmeal cream pies, the cosmic brownies. Mm. I mean, that's that's the only time I ever see him. I mean, what's the what's the key to an all day set? Is it the snacks? It really is. Yeah, the snacks and being hydrated too. Because you, when it's cold out, you don't think about drinking or anything yeah. like that. I had a raging headache this morning because I'm like, oh crap! I haven't drank a single thing all like all morning. Yeah, and. Yeah, just stay hydrated. Throw a Powerade, Gatorade in there, and make sure you're still. Do you watch Netflix? I, I I do not watch Netflix. No, I I barely. Jacob I, I, watch I, I, I try not to use my phone that much because uh, a the cold kills the battery, and b I might miss something spooky. I would totally watch Netflix. Yeah, we know. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, is, in a is box it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, lazy boy, you <laughs> know. Uh, there's another question for you: Is it factor cap, Colton? You know the, these terms, factor oh, cap. Uh, As the kids say, hanging your uh, orange outside a few days before the the hunt is that a? Uh, did Did you say fact or cap? Yeah, what the, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I was taking one of your yeah, uh, no cap, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it a myth or? I mean, it's better than leaving it in yeah, the musty mothballs, yeah. you know, sitting in the closet in a ball from last year. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's funny. My grandpa used to always hang his clothes out, and he'd put them, like, in a pine tree and rub yeah. them against a yeah. pine tree. And he would say, um, you know, stand next to a bonfire with them because it throws the deer's nose off. And, you know, he's out there straight Copenhagen, and he's shooting slammers. <laughs> so I don't uh, – <laughs> and even, like, those old-timers that are sitting out there smoking marbreds and, you know, and they're yeah. shooting b- bucks, I think that they're really not – you know, it's, like, yeah. not normal to them, so they're not scared of it. And if you haven't showered for a couple of weeks, I think you got an issue. Yeah, I think but that might – yeah, that might get you. I do the no-scent laundry detergent, you know, wash yep. them all before the season. Yeah. I'll leave them out the night before. Yep. But yeah. I don't. I've been driving by houses for a couple of weeks that have been yeah. had their gear sitting out yeah. back. Yeah, I, there's this one house. Their whole kids' play, place that is all filled with his orange. I'm like, buddy, it just snowed. <laughs> closet right there. Yeah, yeah, it just snowed too. Yeah, I used to kind of do that, but now I don't because then your clothes are sometimes damp and cold. Now yep. I just throw them all in the ozone and just let that kind of do the work and hope for the best. Especially I don't get too gun hole about it when I'm gun hunting so i'm like oh so, you know if they're if they're sniffing me or if they're you know getting a little antsy they're a little too close or if i can see yep. them at least i can shoot them so mm-hmm. whereas bow hunting i need them to be almost right on top of me yep makes sense makes sense um do we have you no. to chime in no no, okay. no do we have just, any just, do we have any <laughs> cwd updates has anyone done any reading on that i didn't there wasn't much report i know that last year there was one more case which i think is probably bullshit. sorry yep. Um, yep, no cap. They just wanted to keep monitoring for another three years, so they threw a flag and, you know. Yeah. But there was no reports after that. There was no, like. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't seen anything, heard anything. I th- I think it's still, you know, let's just extend it three more years and kill more deer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing with southern Minnesota, too. You don't, you don't hear about it. You know, there's that breakout, and now it's, all right, well, we're going to kill them all off and move yeah. forward. No, I haven't heard much about it, but we shall see. Make we sure you're see. following, uh, depending on what zone you're hunting, make sure you're following your, yeah, I think, your regulations. Uh, yeah, I think opening weekend is a mandatory uh, test testing, I yep, believe. Yep, for everyone. Yep, yep. yep for everybody. Um, 
I know we're here 604. Yeah. That's where you hunt as yep. well, right? Yeah, I got a postcard in the mail the other day, and I set it aside. I said, I should read that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, let <laughs> Allegedly. This, let this be a, uh, a nice reminder for everyone. Go. Go to the go to the gas station and get your tags. Oh goodness! Yes, yes. Don't like, be that like guy. Now. Yeah, don't be that guy. The when night you, before, when you listen to this on Thursday, if you don't have, or it. if you waited until Friday, get it. Yeah. Now. now. Yeah. Don't don't worry. Yeah. You're gonna go to Fleet Farm to pick up some extra stuff anyway. Just buy it when you're there. Fleet Farm, Ace Hardware, any we'll gas station. Like, yeah. I get your tag. Pull into a Holiday, yep. Brainerd Lakes area. They can help you. Yep. Absolutely. My personal favorite, Pelican Square. Mm. Yep. Oh, P square. Yeah. There are a couple. That's, that's there are a couple spots in Baxter that don't, but not all the holidays do. Yeah, the important places yeah, do. Important places do. Like Poncho um, and Lefties probably doesn't. Probably not. Ace Hardware. Um, also, let's talk about processing. Let's talk about processing. What's your guys' favorite thing to do with your um, with your deer, and where's your go to split place? Um. Well, I when I got time, I like to do my own jerky and my own sticks, but. This year I was in a pinch with a goat because I've never shot a goat. I didn't know what the heck to do with it. So I thank you for an shooting antelope. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, antelope. Sorry, not not a goat, not David's goats, not, <laughs> not any brand of goat. <laughs> an antelope and went to the neighbor's house yeah. and shot <laughs> Colton's goat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, poor fat. Marty. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I took it to Thelans and uh, Piers. I've heard good things about them, and they a week turnaround and turned out fantastic. And I know I was the only antelope in there, so it made me feel a little bit better about myself. And um, got some jerky and some sticks made, and it yeah it turned out fantastic. So I I recommend them, and their pricing is awesome. And you know they they really when you walk in the door, there's some I've been to I've even dropped I'll admit it I dropped out my deer at some places. I'm like yeah I'm not getting that back, or not the same deer yeah, back same deer. But this place I mean they literally took all like I literally brought my meat my quarters that I brought in, set it in the freezer, put my name on it, and they like you know, labeled it all. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then when I went to pick it up, it was in the same spot. My name, my tag, everything was right there. I'm like, that, you know, I never just good. That. Yeah, that good. Honestly, is one of the biggest concerns that you have is, you know, what's what's the yield? Are you going to get, you yep. going to get 90% of that back or are you going to get 50% of it? Right. Or are you going to get 0% yours aside mm-hmm. from the trimmings that they turn into you know, jerky and yep. ground up in sticks? Yep, absolutely. And I even, when I was in college, I would help out with a wild game processing place and, I can, I'm not going to name the place, but I can for sure, for surely, yeah, the, you, you didn't get back your same, I mean, it was all big batches, you know, you're grinding everything together if it's gut shot, if it's And honestly, I don't, clean. I don't necessarily blame, to an extent, I don't blame some of these processors, because if you go to Von Hansen's and Baxter, mm-hmm. uh, like Sunday of opening weekend, there's probably damn near a hundred yeah. years stacked up and it, back with a tag sticking out of it. Yeah. Sure. It gets, yeah, it, it's a lot to keep track of. Even the place I helped out at, I mean, after, you know, they did Minnesota and Wisconsin cause it was close to the border there, but they, I mean, opening after opening weekend, in Minnesota, they'd get a hundred plus deer. And then Wisconsin, of course, is right next door. So you'd get all of those too. I mean, it got, you know, a three, four, 500 deer would come through that place. Yeah. So it's, it's almost, yeah, it's, it's hard, but yeah, I, I think, Thielen does an excellent job at what they do, and there's some other uh, Emily Meats. I've heard good things about too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of great places in this area too that that do take quality in their 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 care of their meat. I, yep. I would like to say something now. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is a PSA to all hunters out there that have red or black garbage cans. Do not throw your deer hides <laughs> in a red or black garbage can. That's true. Do that in a green one or something, but. <laughs> 
That's a good. That's a good. You're welcome, Tyler. That's that's. I knew yeah. I could contribute something where, to this. Where do you throw them? Um. Well, I think speaking of Pelican Square, they have a deer hide spot. I think I know Super Val or Super. What's SA now? Speedway. They, uh, right up here by the school, they used There's to have giant one. orange bins. Yeah. That say hide drop off. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yep. I mean, yeah. Hope so. those people can read. But yeah. People, people don't like to read. And aren't colorblind. <laughs> people don't like to read. So, um, yeah, don't throw them in your red or black garbage cans. Jack so, Jacob. You're welcome. Yeah, should be a should be a good weekend. Uh, I know a lot of people will be out there. Everyone be safe. Um, Colton, in the same spot this year. You ready? Same stand. Done same any, spot. Any preparation? You ready? Uh, my... Uh, my processor slash guide slash uh, guy that lets me freeload. Um, yeah, he's been he's been keeping me posted on how things are going out there, and it looks pretty good. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I do volunteer my time, but I just think he knows that he has put up with me for the next few weeks, so he just doesn't want me out there <laughs> more than I have to be. I I legitimately have been out there once, and I went out to go change the batteries in my cell cameras and. I forgot the batteries, so I have no idea what's going on out there. Hey, at least, at least we duck hunted all. <laughs> yeah, we got some duck hunting done though, which is good. And get I'm excited. On, get them on their feet. I'm excited for for late season duck hunting. It's going to be. Yeah, gonna be I was awesome. just talking with somebody earlier. I've heard a lot of negative report ev- everywhere across the entire Midwest. All of the hunting this fall has been tough. Um, mm-hmm. People out in South Dakota pheasant hunting numbers with the with the winter kill is just brutal. Yep. Um, Ducks weren't flying really, and if they were, they were small flocks. You weren't getting large groups coming through, so just all around, just a tough, tough fall. Yeah, for hunting. No, but. absolutely. I, yeah, I can attest that. You know, multiple properties I hunt, it's just not the, not the same quality, not the same numbers. I mean, we found a ton of winter kill this spring at a majority of the properties that I hunt, which isn't very, very promising for years to come. You know, when you're finding fawns and year and a half, two and a half year old bucks that were going to be you know really good potential studs it, it was it was a brutal winter to be honest and i mean there's nothing really we can do to prevent that other than uh hope that aunt betty or whoever else or grandma sandy is putting uh bird feeders out you know <laughs> but that only gets you by for so long you know it's uh it nature's brutal yep yep really what is. else is brutal cougars cougars watch out for cougars I mean, if you stop going to Zorbo's every weekend. See, different cougars okay. than my kind of cougars. <laughs> different cougars than my kind of cougars. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> See, I was going to make the joke, but that was much better. I'm glad you did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. The so, four-legged animal cougar. There's been a couple spottings of those in the area as well lately. There have. There mm-hmm. have been a few... Uh, Possibly the same one. Possibly not. Possibly, possibly. You know, those are supposed to be like really good to eat. Well, hit one. Let's find out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) dingo (laughs) twenty. That's the thing. I think my first deer that I ever get. I'm just gonna, you know, see it. I got the forerunner now. (laughs) Take it from sixty to eighty real fast. There was I. (laughs) The amount of times I had to like go. When we were going 80 miles an hour, coming back from Wisconsin on Sunday night. I bet. The interstate was oh, insane. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. There was a lot of deer. And a lot of geese, too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that snowstorm that came through uh, 
Got them moving. Cold front and then the snow pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were all. Yeah, all, all, all wildlife all was out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Even the Turks. I even got a lot of pictures of turkeys out. Like huge flocks of them, too. Mm. Out roaming around. Turkeys. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving. So, yeah. excuse me. For the, for the people who have never shot a, a big buck, uh, what are the tips and tricks that you have for rifle hunters? Oh, that's Jordan, not Greta. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking Jordan. <laughs> okay. Just because Greta's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are the tips and tricks you have for uh, those Zing. rifle hunters when um, a big buck walks out and you start shitting your pants? Are you are you saying to, to hunt that big buck or yeah, when a big yeah. buck walk, walks yeah. out? I would say the biggest thing that I've learned even this year, because I'm with, even with bull hunting, I'm after one buck, and that's the buck that I want age over a lot of the antler size this year is because I know this buck's five and a half, six and a half years old, and he's a monarch. I want to shoot him more than anything. You got to get creative and outside the box. You can pattern them to an extent, but you got to be in the places that you're not going to expect them to be because these deer get old for a reason. They just do stuff that's so unpredictable, even though it's rut and they're excited, but you got to think they've gone through this five, six years. So, But how do you get to those spots, right? Like how do you... Access and wind is the key. I mean, like even last week, I wanted to wanted to do a hanging hunt so bad. And I would have killed this buck perfectly last week if I would have done it, but the wind was wrong. It was going to blow right right to him. So I, I mean, I was at that point. I was like, it's not worth it. So this weekend, it's looking like the the wind's going to be right. So we're going to do a hanging hunt and hope for the best there. But uh, yeah, a lot of it is just thinking outside the box and playing the wind right if you can, and you know, just uh, those overlook spots. You know, think, thinking, getting back in there deeper in the timber or closer to bedding, risking it for the biscuit is what I like to say when it comes around time. Good. Hmm. Yep. Awesome. But when he walks out, yeah, then you just got to take a few deep breaths and just I always tell myself just make the shot and then get excited after. So it's not always not always the easiest thing to do, but um, uh, a buck. A lot of people go, will shout out a little grunt or make a little noise before they shoot to get them to stop walking. Is that the way to go? A little meh. A little meh. A little meh. Yeah, with a gun, I definitely will. With a bow, I try to not do anything because they can just duck, like, beyond 20 yards. I mean, they're ducking and rolling arrows pretty yep. quick, so I try not to do anything with that. Sometimes I'll just let out, like, a little, <laughs> or just, like, a, just a little noise just to get them to kind of turn and look. But if they're looking at you with a bow, it's 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 not good. It's yep. usually not good. But with a gun, yeah, you definitely let out a mat or whatever you can to at least get them to stop for that split second to, when to you, take a shot. When you do get in a stare down with a, with a deer. Oh boy! How do you get through it? Well, it d- depends. Is it when you're shooting or when you're not <laughs> yeah. shooting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when you want to shoot, and all of a sudden this buck walks out, and you're pulling up, you know, yeah. Let's say your your gun your gun isn't up yet. Oh boy! Right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, why wasn't walk- it up? Were you on your Were you watching Netflix? Yeah, no, he was watching. No. He was watching the flicks. <laughs> no, no, I was changing changing my socks. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a tough situation. I've actually I I have shot one with the gun before. That was kind of like that. I was in a, a portable stand, and I looked over, and he was literally right there, like fifty yards. Because it happens, right? At me. All of a sudden, you turn, so and it's just like yeah, boom. just right there looking at you the whole time. So what I did is I just like at turtle speed moved. And, like, it was windy enough that I could kind of get away with it. So I literally just turtle speed, put up my gun, and then as I'm putting it up, the safety was already off. So I literally just, boom, like, quick as I could, just shot him because I knew he was going to – yeah, I saw the tail flicker, and he was he was going to take off. So, yeah, it's not a good situation to be in. But uh, if you do, just move slowly. Move slowly. All right. 
Jacob, what is your advice for hunters this weekend uh, going out and stand? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd say my <laughs> biggest thing is just hit it when you shoot it. Okay. Yep. Nice. Turn around the corner. Time to die. That's what you should say to the deer. If it's brown, it's down? If it's, sure. <laughs> um, flush twice. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh goodness would you grow up i'm uh, sorry well, also jordan i stole your idea from last year i think maybe two years ago you told us hmm. to pull the smuckers out of the bag and put it in a ziploc yes. critical same with your sam sandwiches yep. oh yeah yep got to put them in a little ziploc I mean, I'm, I'm gonna make my own sandwich yeah put it in a ziploc right? Yep. right i am this year i'm thinking i'm gonna bring uh my normally during rifle like you've got a scope so yeah. why bring binos but i'm gonna bring them because if there's something to fiddle with it would be binos and, and even a rangefinder just to yeah. you're still yeah, yeah why, why not better than I, looking at your phone i'd yeah. recommend not bringing a fiddle why? they're loud <laughs> i always bring my binos rifle season because then you, yeah you just sit there and if you see something you don't have flicker, to hold your rifle up right right because yeah, i see something flicker you yeah can but just yeah. then then the rifle's down and then when the, the deer comes out then you gotta reach to grab your rifle now i know but at least you know what you're shooting binos are very common in like a big box bind looking over a giant cornfield, but uh, I'm definitely in the woods, but it's still, that's, hey, that's all right. You end up seeing something that's just a little. Yeah. And that little yeah. flicker that you yeah. might be a squirrel, might be a bird. You're, it's a huge buck and you yeah. didn't even know it. I want to, you know what? So that's what I'm packing that I yeah. normally don't. Yeah. He's packing. One the day, heat. one day I will hunt with my desert eagle. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a scope on that. Can I? <laughs> when you help? Could you imagine me like whacking? <laughs> oh, Jacob! Oh gosh! You should ask Joby if there's like a uh, a brace adapter for that, <laughs> so it goes like back here. I think, I think you might have to be disabled. Or something like that. Oh, I'm qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those qualifications are, it's going there. Little hands, <laughs> write the book. Yeah, the doctor write off. <laughs> Weak wrists. Oh, okay, but. Uh, Get your snacks ready, pack your bag, scent killer, uh, make sure you know where you're going. Uh, I, I don't care if it's the day before, walk out, make sure you know where your stand is. Wear orange. Yes. <laughs> yes. Blaze. Or, or, or bright pink. Or bright, or bright pink. pink. Yeah, yep. you can wear pink camo. Pink, pink solo now. Um, and plan for an all-day set on Saturday. I what? And have... Have fun with it. I mean, Bring that, fishing. that's my favorite thing opening weekend is just the memories, the camaraderie, the tailgate beers, parties, yeah. you know, dropping your phone down your stand, hitting every ladder. <laughs> I will have that's the, Colton. He's going to have a huge, yeah. like a 14-pointer, the, and then his phone's going <laughs> to fall out of his pocket. Yeah. Hit every rung on the way down. <laughs> I did drop my coffee one year. Oh, oh no. And uh, about 10 minutes later, it was fine, but... Uh, a doe and two fawns were like sniffing the coffee in the mm. mug. <laughs> yeah, you stood there for like twenty minutes. So yeah. clearly, they didn't care. But Tragic. they had your coffee, and you didn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I cared. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, um, shout out to Posture Pro Chiropractic. Um, yeah, needed that a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and got the adjustment. And I probably need that again before this weekend. Well, maybe shoot the gun first, and then you know, and sit as you guys call it, all day, and then go get it done. I don't think he does adjustments on Saturdays. You could do Monday. Yeah, Monday yeah, after probably. you drag that bruiser out. That's smart. Good old yeah. four-pointer. Um, Colton, <laughs> do we have three weekends again? Yes. 
Sweet. Okay. Well, plus a little muzzleloader yep. and I'm then gonna, late season archery. I'm going to do I mean, some. You got uh, it all. Yeah, I'm going to do some. I'm going to fully hunt this year, not there just the opening weekend. I'm going to try to hunt next week too. That's easy to say. It's now. very easy to say. How many now. that I, first weekend of muzzle season when it's yeah ten Eight. below? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm muzzleloading. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying I'm going to I'm going to hunt the three weeks and I want to not it. just Got poke it. a doe on the first weekend. So oh. that's the that's the goal. I might go the other way this year. There you go. What's that? Just shoot the. I might. I might go opening morning. See something decent and drop it. Take it. Hey, that's never a bad thing. That's always my intentions. It just never happens that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always shoot. just tell myself I just want to hunt more. Yep. All right, Jordan. Any uh, last tips or pieces of advice for our listeners? Uh, I would just say just have fun with it. Be safe, and uh, you know, definitely start those deer camp traditions that you may have or keep them going or start new ones too it's that's what's all about at the end of the day is just you know having fun making memories and getting out in the outdoors and not sitting behind a computer and worrying about all that other stuff in life just go out there and have fun with it and let nature do its thing nice i do have one more thing yeah uh whoever listens to this that is hunting on their land but would like to maybe sell it in a couple weeks after they get that deer they can call jordan era um land services woods to water Thanks, Jacob. I actually was. Thank you, Jacob. You're welcome. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, how do I say this? I was going to ask you, it sounds like a few of your past clients, people who have recently bought hunting land with you, um, and then also on top of that, had you come out, give them some pointers, do some of the land management, land services aspect uh, of what you do. Uh, they've already harvested some pretty decent deer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, top off of that. Uh, yeah, some of the clients I've had uh, help purchasing land over the summer, they've already had great luck, you know, harvesting bucks in archery season. And then um, some of my other land service clients that I helped uh, come up with a game plan that own big properties and big acreage, they've also had some early season luck, which is awesome. And I've helped, uh, you know, I had a goal this year to, uh, you know, find all my buyers hunting hunting land before opener this year, and I was able to make that happen as a last weekend. So. Uh, nothing makes me happier than knowing a bunch of texts and pictures I'll be getting sent over opening weekend that uh, everyone's out in the woods creating memories and you know getting to hunt their their new property now. So now I can sit back and relax in the tree stand a little bit more <laughs> and uh, get to do what I love too. So I I just uh, yeah very thankful for some awesome clients and be able to help them find some awesome tracks of land. Love it. Sweet, sweet. Very well said. All right. Well, uh, remember, folks, if you left your driveway this morning and you did not see a red or black garbage can, I would cordially remind you that you are doing it incorrectly and you should you should fix that. So reach out to our friends over at Peewell Lakes and Gold Lake Sanitation. Use the special phrase, listen local, for your first month of service free. Uh, and see, it's a perfect segue because you can throw your carcass in the competitors can and then uh have a fresh can for the new one next week that's uh, not i don't, uh, I don't condone that is that. not a quote from uh people at least <laughs> no it's not that I, is I straight from the mouth of it condone <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone that you can do that if you want to be nasty but yeah don't do whatever uh chris hennekin hennekin insurance lake series cpas posture pro chiropractic the backcracker and outlook recreation cross mm-hmm. lake uh get yourself a fish house before the the, the that, ice fishing season because it's going to be a good one. Yep. That's it. Be safe, everyone. Have a good weekend. Boom. Boom.